0: Who are you going to blame this year for not having your shit together? You can't fucking listen to a guy who's coming chunky loads. If everybody just sits around and realizes that they have the secret to life inside of them, the fucking economy will collapse. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friends? Your old pal Joe here, checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday. How's it going? How's it hanging? How have you been? How was your weekend? Listen, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you're not, hey, that's okay. But get your shit together. What the fuck have you been doing? We're already one month into 2023 where did it go nobody knows but what the fuck have you been doing with yourself have you been getting it together if not who are you gonna blame this year for not having your shit together oh inflation oh fucking the price of eggs whatever the fuck it is whatever goddamn bullshit excuse you're gonna make year after year it's always something it's always something guess what It don't have to be something. Get your fucking shit together, people. What the fuck else you going to do with your time? You know what I mean. Get it the fuck together. No one's coming to help you. No one's looking out for you. So you might as well get your shit the fuck together. And if you got your shit together, fucking kudos. Congratulations. Happy for you. Fucking happy for you. Got some shows coming up, my friends. Uh, this Thursday, I'll be headlining at Sonny's Patio Pub here in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure you come through. That's going to be a fun fucking show. I'll also be in Omaha, Nebraska this weekend doing some clean comedy with my buddy Aaron Weber. We're going to be at the Funny Bone the 10th and the 11th next week, the 15th of February. I'll be at Fat Bottom Brewing in Nashville, Tennessee, and then going to be heading up to Michigan on the 24th and the 25th. The 24th, I'll be in Memphis, Michigan. Did you know there was a Memphis, Michigan? I grew up in Michigan. I didn't fucking know there was a Memphis, but by God, I'll fucking be there slanging the yucks. And then uh, the 25th of February, that's going to be the big one. We're going to be at Timothy's Pub in Flint, Michigan, going back home, going to see my friends, going to see my family. They're going to come to the show. I don't know why, I don't know why my parents insist on coming to the comedy show. They're like, we're doing it for you. And it's like, you're fucking it up. That's what you're doing. But they're going to be there. They're going to be supporting. And uh, hopefully they sit in the back. You know what I mean? Why the fuck? I don't know why they want to come to my show. You know what I mean? They're my fucking parents. They don't need to hear the shit that comes out of my mouth. They raised me. It's their own fucking fault. I am the way I am. It certainly is their fault. So they, they got to deal with it. They got to fucking deal with it. In March, I'll be in Lowell, Arkansas doing clean comedy with Aaron Weber. They should come to one of Aaron's shows. It'd be a lot nicer for (laughs) him. If my parents came to an Aaron Weber show, I bet they'd be they'd have a lot more fun. But they'd want to come to one that I'm doing, so I got to do what I got to do. Anyway, Lowell, Arkansas the 10th and the 11th with Aaron Weber. I'll also be in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, the 17th, 18th, and now the 19th, my friends. I'll be with Aaron Weber the 17th and the 18th at Helium doing the clean shows. The 19th, I will be at the Funny Bone headlining. Uh, it's a showcase, but I'll be headlining the 19th in March. That is in St. Louis. I got my own show kind of added to it. Come on through to that one. Uh, we'll be in Syracuse at the end of the month and the beginning of April. I got some shit in Kentucky coming up in May, working on some shows in Texas in April. JoeKellyComedy.com has all your upcoming shows, you know what I mean? I guess I don't have to say every single date. I could just direct you to the website after giving you two or three. But I like to let you know what the fuck is going on, you know what I mean? So that's where we're at. Hey, if you're new to the podcast, this is what it is, people. Get used to it. Buckle in. You know, there's not a lot of uh, uh, flow to the podcast. It's just me running my fucking mouth, trying to make you laugh, maybe making you think from time to time and hopefully making you feel once in a while, you know? So here we are, people. How have you been? How was your weekend? What the fuck have you been up to, you know? I haven't fucking seen you since I went to Raleigh. Raleigh was a good time. The shows were great. It was uh, pretty uneventful. Raleigh is a beautiful fucking city. I will say that. Say, I will say that. I met Dave Attell, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary Dave Attell. He said hi to me. He shook my hand. He asked why I hadn't introduced myself to him sooner, and that was the extent of our interaction. But what a good, what a good guy. Got to see him do a little bit of stand-up. But Raleigh was fun. Uh, nothing interesting happened. I was just letting you know that was the last time I fucking talked to you. <laughs> what else has been going on? We're in a new month, people. Dry January is over. I'd spent the whole month of January not drinking, not smoking, and not coming. And it put me in a, a very interesting place. And um uh, It was, you know, it was fine. I had a couple beers this past week. I did. I had some beer and some pizza and it was fine. It wasn't like, oh, I miss this so much. It was, uh, it was fine at best. (laughs) It makes me just really not give a shit about drinking at all. Cause I was like, man, those beers are going to be fucking great. When I get to have a beer again, it's going to be great. And I had a beer and it was fucking fine. It wasn't great, it wasn't bad, it was fine, you know? I even got a nice, uh, what was it, that G13 IPA from Sweetwater? I was like, let me get a nice beer. It was fine, you know? It was fucking fine. What else did I do? I fucking busted a nut, people. Let me tell you, all right? After not coming for a month, dude, this, even the nut was, it was, (laughs) little lackluster not for (laughs) not because it did feel great it always feels great when you bust a nut but listen i've been shooting ropes for a long time this was the weirdest fucking nut i've ever busted people it was chunky have you ever busted a chunky nut i know people when i guess when you get older maybe your nuts get chunky but I wasn't shooting chunky nuts in December. Then I take a month off from fucking busting nuts and then I get back into it. I guess it's anything you got to keep up your practice or whatever. But it was chunky. It kept coming out. It kept coming out. like It was like, "Here's here's a little chunk. 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 But fucking chunky nuts, dude. I've never busted a chunky nut in my life. It was a little bit worrisome. Because I thought it was just going to be like a big, you know what I mean, big blast, big rope. But fucking chunky as can be. Basically, everything I didn't do for the month of January, and then I was like, let me get back into it. It's been fine. It hasn't been as good as I remember. (laughs) So I don't know what that says about me. But dude, that fucking uh, busted that chunky load. And it was bizarre. I've never I've never busted a nut like that before. Maybe you guys can chime in here and let me know about your nuts that you bust. Do you ever bust like a chunky fucking nut where it's like, blop, 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 blop? And I mean, it kept going everywhere. And it went on for a while. But I just figured there was going to be more momentum behind it. But dude, it just kept... It just kept popping out. It's like Mr. Bucket. You remember Mr. Bucket? The toy when you were a kid, when you put you put the balls in Mr. Bucket, then they pop out of his mouth and he just keeps spinning around. He just keeps shooting the balls everywhere. That's pretty much what my uh, jizz did. It was very Mr. Bucket-esque. It just kept shooting a little here, a little there. It, it, I mean, distance, yeah, there was some distance in there, but chunky. But very chunky. I don't know if I should be worried about that. Maybe I got ball cancer or something like that within the past month of not shooting loads. But either way, I just wanted to let you guys know, again, if you're new to the podcast, this is what happens. I usually give you the old load update. That's usually at the top of the podcast. And then we get into the news and what's going on in the world. But, you know, I just like to keep everybody up to date as how my cum is doing and uh, not good. (laughs) Not good. <laughs> yeah, I felt great. Missed it. Missed busting a nut. But wow, really took me back for a second. Go. This is chunky and uh, very interesting. But uh, either way, it was it was fine. Before I did all that, before I did all the beers and the the busting the nuts, I did smoke some DMT as well this past week. People, if you haven't done it, get in on it. Uh, I didn't blast off to where I thought I would. I think I got it. I think I have to try it again because it is through a pen. So it's like through an oil, but I just don't think I got enough of it to get. I got to the point where it was coming, where you were getting to that point of pushing on through, but I didn't get through to the other side. Uh, it was very quick. It was very, you know, mushroom kind of feely, very psychedelic feeling. Um, uh, Just had some quick reminders, as you always do with the psychedelics, that, hey, you're not alone in the world. And uh, there's always something watching you, people. I don't know if you've noticed that with your psychedelics or just life in general. But if you look at um, who's the guy who does all the art for Tool? Alex Gray, I believe his name is. He always does like the geometric eyes where uh, it's just eye after eye after eye. And anytime I've taken a strong psychedelic, those eyes are always fucking there. So it makes me assume that they're there at all points in time. You know what I mean? And that was, I saw him briefly for a moment on the DMT. I wish I could have spent more time with them, but I did not. But uh, just a reminder that no matter how alone you feel in life, that something's always there with you. Something's always keeping an eye on you, if you will, whether it's God or whoever the fuck, but those eyes are always fucking there. Anytime you go back to that realm of the psychedelics or whatever, it's always fucking there. And that's pretty much uh, as quick as it was, because I kind of got there for a half a second. I was like, here we are, baby. And then it went away just like that. So I didn't get to push... I didn't get that that big push through that I was looking for, but I'll give it a try again. We'll see what happens. But that's all I took away from it. It was just a quick reminder that uh, you're not alone and uh, your friends are more of a feeling than an actual presence in your life. That's really what I took away from it. And I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Anytime or not anytime, but a lot of times when I've taken psychedelics, the, uh, People in my life show up, you know, and they're not actually there, but they're still there. You know what I mean? They're there, not in the physical sense, because the physical sense is all an illusion anyway. But your friends, the people who mean something to you, are always with you, even after they're gone, even after you're gone. It's like They're always around, and it's because it's their feeling, their memory, whatever it is, the way they touch your soul is what, uh, is what, you, what sticks with you, you know? So I, I, I felt my friends, I felt a couple of buddies with me when I was, uh, when I was tripping DMT for that brief moment, for that brief moment, I was like, oh yeah, you guys, you guys are here still. You're always going to be here. Thank you. Thank you for always being here, you know? So hopefully we get a little bit more out of it next time, but just a quick one. I wish again, I wish it would have broke through a little bit more, but it was a it was a fun trip. I recommend to anybody and everybody doing it. Uh, our good friend Morgan, fellow uh, faithful listener of the podcast. Hope you're doing well, darling. Hope you're out there doing well. She's looking into maybe experimenting with some psychedelics. I hope she does. You know, I hope you get into it and I hope you have a good time and I hope you maybe figure something else out about yourself or about life that maybe you didn't realize, but you know, everyone's looking for the answer anytime they're trying to trip, but uh, you already know that that's always the thing with psychedelics is, you know, the answer, you already know the fucking answers, man. You just forget. We're all distracted and caught up in the nonsense of life and trying to make money and support our families and all these lies and illusions that are used to control us and keep us all in line and keep us thoughtless, fucking just... What is it? Drones just moving through life without really thinking about it. And we're always like, man, I'm looking for the answers. You got the answers. Every single answer you're looking for is already inside you. And psychedelics are a good way to remind yourself of that, I think, from time to time. You know, I've never had any revelations. I have had revelations, but never anything that's like, oh, that's the thing. That's the thing I've always been looking for. The thing that you are always look is just it's always a reminder. It's just a reminder of shit you always know. What's the secret to life, people? What's the fucking secret to life? There is no real secret. There's nothing there's no way that's gonna nothing you can do that's necessarily gonna make this existence any easier. We're all gonna get sick and die at some point in time and we're all gonna go through heartache and pain. But uh the the secret is it's something you already know. It's just you know, respect other people, respect yourself, treat people nice and Do the best you can. That's all it is. It's taking care of yourself and taking care of somebody else. That's all it fucking is, man. And if you can't take care of yourself, how the fuck are you going to expect to take care of somebody else? You're full of shit. So figure that first part out and then the other shit will come. And that's all. That's the biggest reminders I always get from psychedelics is going, is you just get caught up in the bullshit and you forget about these little fucking things because you're supposed to. Because we're we're just you know if you if everybody just sits around and realizes that they have the secret to life inside of them the fucking economy will collapse. <laughs> so we have to we have to be fed all this nonsense and all these illusions in order for people to spend money and keep buying things to fill their emptiness inside of them. But really, the shit that they're buying is the thing that makes them the most empty in the world. You know your family your friends the people you love and even if there aren't that many of them you know you don't need that many people around you anyway what are all these people who are like i got fucking 50 friends who needs that many fucking people you need two or three friends in your life and that's about it but anyway let's move on from the psychedelic talk what has been going on in the world you know what has been going, we got the fucking, uh, what we got going, I got fucking, oh, we should I'll talk about this before we get to the actual world. I saw my neighbors tried shooting each other. If you haven't been keeping up with the podcast lately, um, <clears throat> my neighbors are awful. They're terrible, aggressive people who love to argue and fight with each other. And this past week, uh, the lady of the couple, I guess they got back together uh she <laughs> she tried shooting the dude out in the driveway <laughs> and I was watching it I'm not going to act like I wasn't watching it I didn't call the cops though you know I didn't get the law enforcement involved is that bad is that something I should be doing is cuz I feel like it's none of my business I'm going to watch the show that's going on you know cuz I think it would be funny to watch somebody get shot in the driveway. I don't want to see anybody get killed or anything like that, but it would, she did try to shoot him in the leg. But the point is, is should, <laughs> should I be doing more than just taking it all in and enjoyed it? Cause I really don't want to get involved. I don't want to have the police come and then talking to me going, well, what'd you see? And then, you know, They go, well, she did try to shoot me, but we love each other, so we're not going to press charges. Now i got to deal with that shit. Now I'm the guy who called the cops, and I'm living next door, and they have a gun, obviously. They have a gun, if they're willing to shoot each other, what the fuck do you think they're going to do to me for calling the cops on them? You understand what I'm saying? So I just let it be and let it happen. But I've been trying to figure out if maybe there's something I should be doing in that situation even though I feel like it is none of my business, my worst fear is that uh my new car gets shot that I got uh this past summer. That's really the only thing that I was concerned about I was like, man, I hope they don't fucking shoot a stray bullet into my car, but if they want to shoot each other i i you know, maybe I've never been in love. <laughs> But I just feel like it's none of my business. But that is something that happened this past week. (laughs) I don't think she was really trying to shoot him as much as she was trying to scare him. But she did shoot a gun. And I figure maybe somebody else should call the cops instead of me doing it. If it's such a big fucking deal. (laughs) What would you guys do in this situation? If your neighbors were fighting pretty much every day, arguing, breaking stuff in their own place, And then one day they're out in the driveway and one of them has a gun and they shoot at each other. What would you do? Would you call the, would you be a pussy? Because I'm not a pussy. (laughs) I feel like that is a situation where maybe I should be doing something. But again, I don't want to get involved. It's not my business. I, Because that's what's going to happen What's going to happen is I'll call the cops are going to show up They're going to talk to them They're going to talk to me No one's going to get arrested They're going to go Nah, we love each other Because we do drugs together And fucking don't make any money ever uh. And then now I'm going to have to deal with it Now they're going to be fucking coming over And going, hey, fucking pussy boy Calling the cops, fuck you I just don't need that kind of shit in my life So I'm just kind of I'm just letting it, I'm not getting involved, but maybe I should. Anyway, that's something that happened to me this week. Let me know what you guys think. Send me an email, get involved in the comments. Should I be calling the cops because someone's trying to shoot somebody else in the front yard? I say no, you know, it's not my business. Uh, I do have to arm myself pretty soon, though. That's exactly what that means. I know I talked about that on the podcast a few weeks ago. Got some nice suggestions from you fine people about uh, what caliber I should use to uh, arm myself. So I think that's going to have to happen before the end of the month. That's for goddamn sure, because I can't be getting involved in that shit. That's for fucking sure. But it's the same thing. Listen, that's why I talked about this, because it is the same thing that's going on right now with the Chinese weather balloon, right? Right. The Chinese weather balloon that's a fucking spy balloon that's floating over the country in Canada. No one's shooting that down. No one's getting involved in that, even though it should be our business. Why the fuck? Don't anybody have a safety pin no more? You know what I mean? We spend all this money on fucking defense, all these taxes and billions of dollars that go into the military industrial complex. And you'd think these motherfuckers would have a safety pin, but apparently not. Apparently, safety pins are a little bit uh, beyond the budget of the United States military. We can't go popping balloons. Somebody said, "Well, maybe it's because the the Chinese fucking people they put poison in the balloon because they assume we'd pop it and then just poison everybody." It's like, man, they already they already tried that with the coronavirus. You know what I mean? They already tried to do that. <laughs> they didn't get us then. Why would they get us now, people? I don't know what the fuck's going on with that balloon, but it does seem like it's a big talk of the town, which anytime something's a talk of the town, there must mean something else is going on. So what is going on outside of the, the balloon that's floating over the country that people go, oh, it's a Chinese spy balloon. It's like, is it? Is it really? How long is it going to be up there? What fucking, uh, what information are they getting from Montana? You know, wouldn't that thing be hovering over Washington, D.C.? Wouldn't it be hovering over uh, Area 51, New York, L.A., even fucking Houston? Something like that, you know? Fucking Charleston is better. But instead it's like, I just collected data from Montana. What the fuck kind of data you're going to get from Montana, huh? You're going to find some more fucking, uh, what is it, megalodon goddamn skeletons in the mountains somewhere? Is that what they're looking for? What the fuck is really going on, people? Nobody knows, but I just, uh, part of me doesn't buy that. uh, I don't know. It might be a spy balloon, but what the fuck information you getting from goddamn Montana and Canada too. What the fuck does Canada know about anything? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. I think they just banned handguns in Canada. So now everyone's just going to get stabbed to death up there, and that's what's going to happen because that's what—that's just how it goes. Go, like, oh, we'll get rid of the guns, and then we'll just eliminate crime. Yeah. Good luck. I don't trust that Justin Trudeau fella anyway. I don't know much about him, but I'm pretty sure he's just a puppet for the um, the World Economic Forum anyway. But what the fuck do I know? Nothing. I don't know nothing about anything, people. Of course not. Just an idiot who fucking comes chunky loads nowadays. You can't fucking listen to a guy who's coming chunky loads. All my my all the power in my words are gone now because I'm fucking busting chunky nuts. <laughs> Here's something that I was thinking about too. <laughs> because there is no you know, there's no there's no conspiracy to fucking uh, keep Americans fat and unhealthy. That's not, that's just something that's made up on the internet for sure. Uh, but I did notice that you can get three pounds of gummy bears for $4, but it, eggs are like eight now, eight for a dozen, but you can get three whole pounds of fucking gummy bears for fucking $4. So what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? Oh, it's because sugar is fucking easy to make or whatever it is. I don't know. Did you also see there was like a chicken, uh, one of the big like egg processing fucking farms caught on fire last weekend too? What the fuck is going on, people? What the fuck is really going on where all these, everyone's like, oh, you know, there's a lot of electrical equipment in the food processing plants. And it's like, I understand that. Have food processing plants been catching on fire forever? and nobody talked about it? Or has it been happening a whole lot for the past couple of years? I'll ask you guys that question. Get back to me and let me know. Because I haven't really looked into it, but it does seem like an awful lot of food processing plants have been catching on fire for the past two years now. Now, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. I don't know I got no idea but it seems awfully strange and it all it does seem awfully strange that you can get pounds and pounds of gummy bears for pennies on the dollar but you know anything that might fill your body with nutrients and energy is becoming just about unaffordable for most people think about it. if you make if you're working because minimum wage is still what, $7.25. I know a lot of people are hopefully making above that now. I think Walmart is pushing up the minimum wage to like 15 bucks, but they're only doing that to compete with other like retail stores, like Target and whatever, Kohl's or some shit like that. Cause I think Target's minimum wage is like 15, 17 bucks. So it's not that Walmart really cares about people, about their employees, as much as they're having a tough time getting people to work for them because the other shitty jobs have a higher minimum wage than fucking Walmart, you know? But let's say you are making $725 or you're a server at a restaurant making $213. So you work a whole hour of your life to not even to not even to not even be able to get a dozen eggs, bro. But you can get almost six pounds of gummy bears. What the fuck? This it, is the world not even real anymore. Doesn't it seem like it's some bizarre fucking tale that somebody wrote years ago where it's like the shit that fucking poisoned you and will kill you will fucking make your heart explode is affordable for anybody and everybody. But the shit that will make you strong and make you have a clear mind. You can't afford and we're not even gonna and we're not even gonna make sure that you can't afford it ever. You're on your own. Good luck buying eggs. Good luck buying fucking produce, but all the gummy bears you want, baby. You can have all that. You can have all the gummy bears and Coca-Cola you want. But no eggs. No eggs for you. What the fuck kind of world are we living in? Did you see? I think there was a study that came out that somebody said eggs are causing cardiac arrest anyway. It's like, ah, listen, you don't want to buy no eggs anyway. They're going to kill you. <laughs> what the fuck bizarre world have we been living in, dude? What the fuck is going on? There's no studies about gummy bears fucking going to kill you, though, are there? Absolutely not. Even though they will. Even though they will. But you can afford them. It's just awfully strange the things that we can and cannot afford at this point in time. And again, maybe things have always been this way and I just never noticed. But it had, it, not with eggs, not with eggs. Eggs were 2020, what were eggs? 79, 89 cents for a dozen. And the gummy bears were still four bucks for three pounds. But now the gummy bears staying the same, but eggs, fucking och toppled is that for eight multipliers is that the right word for it eight times as much as what they used to be fucking insane dude but at least gas is whatever who the fuck knows what's going on just found it awfully strange just found it awfully strange what do you find people think what does the future hold for us are we in trouble or is everything going to work out and be just fine Oh man, (laughs) listen, ladies, I think I'm learning what it's, what it is like to be like a lady on the internet because, uh, because some of the jokes I have posted on the internet have to do with me getting my dick sucked at a gay bar. I don't know if you guys have heard that joke that I posted, but I've had a lot of creepy gay dudes being awfully aggressive with me. And listen. I don't mind it. I can handle myself, but it does. It gives me a certain perspective for you ladies out there that I guess I didn't have before where it's like people are just constantly messaging me creepy shit nowadays. And it's it's again, it is what it is. I put I fucking cast a line out there, you know. I didn't have to post the joke. I posted the joke and now gay dudes are like, hey, let me fucking, uh, why don't you come and jack off on my fucking ass and let me sniff your feet. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> so I can only imagine the the amount of comments that ladies get because there's probably more. I don't know what the ratio to gay dude to straight dude is in America or even the world right now, but I imagine there's more straight dudes. So I imagine there's more creepy straight dudes. So I imagine they're probably saying the same things to you ladies, but I didn't know. I thought it might be once in a while that you get some guy going, Hey, I want to fucking sniff your pussy while you step on my balls or something like that, you know, but Real, I've been, now I'm in the world of creepy dudes. And let me tell you people, it's every fucking day. It's somebody always saying something. (laughs) It's my own fault. uh, Some of these people are going to show up at some shows and it's just going to be awkward, dude. I'm already waiting for it. I'm already waiting for some bad shit to fucking happen just because dudes are creepy as fuck is what I have found out. Dudes are creepy as fuck, and uh, especially since they have access to the internet, man. Every dude just wants to buy me a case of beer now. Every fucking gay dude's like, hey, whenever you, come to, whenever you come to Billings, Montana, let me know. I'll buy you a case of beer. Whenever you're in Wichita, Kansas, let me know. I'll buy you a case of beer. All because I got a fucking joke about drinking beers at a gay bar and letting a dude blow me. You know, and now every gay guy's like, I ah, want you fucking drink beer and, and I'll fucking uh, suck your toes and you can fart in my mouth. And it's like, God ah, damn, what can of worms did I open up? I didn't mean to do all this. I just thought it was a funny joke. <laughs> So that's like, ladies, they're like, oh, my tits look good today. I just felt like my tits look good. I just wanted to post them because my titties look good. And now you got guys go, ha-woo, guy. whatever you're in fucking Utica, New York, let me know. And I'll fucking fart on your tits and come in your mouth. And it's like, God damn, what the fuck? What the fuck's wrong with everybody, you know? <laughs> what's the world coming to people i don't fucking know let's get you the animal video clip of the week it gets you out your fucking way i don't think we've done a marathon podcast today my eyes are bad so i can't read the fucking numbers on the computer even though it's only six feet away from me getting old my eyes don't work so good no more what the fuck happened fucking coming chunky loads and i can't see nothing this is life people this is what happens <laughs> Anyway, this is a a great video clip, people. Great video clip, and this is why you mind your own fucking business, all right? This is why you don't go fucking around, especially with things that seem harmless, all right? This video involves a camel and a fella. Just a camel and a fella. Now, when you think of camels, what do you think of? Smoking cigarettes, maybe? What do you think, Alice the Camel? How many humps does Alice the Camel have? One hump? Two humps no humps. Remember that song? Alice the Camel has no humps. Poor fucking Alice. She was a horse the whole time. But anyway, you don't think of camels as very threatening individuals, you know, but punch one in a face, punch one in the face sometime and you'll just see how fucking uh, threatening they can be. Cause that's what happened. Apparently this might've been at some fucking like children's amusement park or some shit, but there's a camel. Got a nice fucking haircut, too. A little jerry curl going on, bringing back the 80s. You know what I mean? And uh, I assume it's in Russia. I don't know why. It just, if you've ever seen videos from Russia, the cameras look a little bit different. So you can always tell when a video is filmed in Russia, you know? But uh, I assume this camel is not doing what it's supposed to be doing because this guy, maybe he's the camel handler. He just walks up to the camel, punches the fucking thing in the face, you know, and then he goes and starts doing something else. And it's like, all right, you got one in. You got one in. That's fine. Here's where he fucked up. He goes back to punch the camel again, gives it the old two piece. And now the camel, it ain't fucking, it ain't taking his shit no more. So it knocks him over, grabs him by the wrist with his mouth. That's the camel, not the fella. Camel grabs the dude by the wrist and just starts bouncing that motherfucker, just bouncing him off the ground, bouncing his ass off the ground, just up and down, back and forth, not letting go. You know, you got the one punch in. You should have taken what he gave you and let it go. But you wanted to punch the camel again. So it just fucking, it's just bouncing this motherfucker up and down, back and forth. And I guess it did it for a while because at some point the camera cuts to Now the camel still has the dude's arm in its mouth, but now the dude's pants are down. (laughs) So he just got his bare ass out, just getting fucking manhandled by this camera camel. And apparently the camel killed the fella. So maybe don't you can't it it don't look that bad on the video. But
1: if uh, if you're
0: sensitive to that shit, don't watch it. but the camel just bounces this fucking guy up and down until it pretty much kills the dude, you know? I think it's great. That's why you don't go punching camels for no reason, you know? If it's not doing what you want it to do, maybe talk to it, maybe bargain with it, get a sugar cube, anything, but punching the camel in the face. And don't go back to punch the camel in the face. Take that lesson with you. If you get the one free shot in, people, with anything in life, person. Camels, dogs, whatever it is, if you get, take what you get. If you get the one free shot, be thankful you got the one free shot and move the fuck along. Don't go back because something bad's probably going to happen to you. So, lesson of the story is don't punch camels. Fucking give him a cigarette. If he's fucking being a little bit ornery, a little grumpy, ain't listening to you, fucking give him a little smoky smoke. See if that doesn't change his little attitude there. You know, maybe he needs his humps milked or something like that. Ain't that what come out of the humps? Aren't they just big? uh, Don't you lactate out of them, but just on the backside? Who the fuck knows? Isn't that where they carry their water? Isn't like cactus or something like that? I don't fucking know. The point is, don't go punching camels. Mind your business, people. All right. And get back to me if I should be calling the cops about people waving guns around in my front yard and trying to shoot one another. But they're in love. So I just, I just don't, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin somebody's love. But let me know what you guys think if I should be doing a little bit more than enjoying myself and <laughs> minding my own business. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the podcast this week, people. Hope we learned something. Hope we got somewhere. Hope we had a little bit of fun. I will be at Sonny's Patio Pub this Thursday, February 9th. Headlining. Come on through. That's in Nashville, Tennessee. I'll be in Omaha this weekend, the 10th and the 11th, with my good buddy Aaron Weber. And the other big one this month, February 25th, Flint, Michigan, Timothy's Pub. Come on through there, headlining that. Going to have my family there, and they're going to go, Joe, what the fuck do we do? How do we go so wrong with you? And I'll be like, well, if you got time, I'll tell you but they won't have time. But anyway, (laughs) go to joekellycomedy.com for all the upcoming days. Thank you once again for checking out the podcast, everybody. Hope we had a little bit of fun this week, all right? Do me a favor. Take care of yourself and take care of somebody else, all right? I'll catch you around real fucking soon. Later.